0: what is that that's a date with peanut butter in it Roman I was we gonna say that it. Looks... there's no mold there's no ants I'm gonna eat it with my mouth
1: well why would you think that would be where'd you find this thing
0: <laughs> the date yeah well, I got a bunch of them on my counter oh for how long why'd you think there'd be mold <laughs> well because I've taken a bite of date and it was full of mold and I've taken a bite of date and it was full of ants
1: oh I remember the ants story but yeah, yeah the
0: mold when I like I took a bite like something's weird about this and then i exhaled and just puffed out a cloud of black mold oh, so, Jesus. Gross. so now i cut God. them open and inspect them good
1: yeah, yeah. wow that's like a horror movie
0: <laughs> yeah it was yeah it was super scary
1: did you eat any dates today i did not i'm not a big fan of dates
0: have you had them with peanut butter
1: well no have you had them cream
0: cheese and wrapped up in bacon and warmed i think
1: i've tried that
0: it's worth the gastrointestinal distress roman
1: <laughs> i think i tried it it's it's one of those things that backfired my parents because i was a weird kid and i used to like really? to yeah and i used to like to uh, see how long i could go without taking a shit. I remember that <laughs> so my parents and it became i guess it became enough of a problem my parents like made me eat um, prunes so i ended up hating prunes or anything prune like okay so i don't like dates I'm sure okay. I could learn. I swear sure I could learn to like myself.
0: Just like somehow disconnect them from stubborn little butthole Roman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everyone to a perfectly acceptable podcast brought to you by the comics place in bellingham washington where roman and i and jeff and everybody who works there runs or owns or miss micromanages in my case a comic book shop probably i would say it's the deepest comic book shop in bellingham washington yeah, um, yeah. i would say it's the tallest comic book shop in bellingham washington
1: yeah.
0: i would say it's the thickest comic book shop in bellingham washington um the the first the furthest north comic book store in the contiguous united states is our claim to fame our only claim to fame (laughs) every week we talk about comics that came out some weeks there are more some weeks there are less and i am more or less django and i'm less or more roman lester moore roman here lies lester moore four shots from a 44 no less (laughs) no more (laughs) that was beautiful (laughs) I think think that was like a grave site at the Disney haunted house that I saw when I was a little kid. thought it was really funny. (laughs) Uh, This week, we are down a man, a mighty, mighty, mighty man named Jeff, and uh, he's doing wedding things for someone else's wedding this week, and I'm not totally convinced that the things that Jeff does when he says he's doing wedding things aren't spy things for the government <laughs> but I don't know which government he would be spying for so
1: yeah that's a good question
0: uh probably be, <laughs> he, he would probably be spying for Bialia the uh Middle Eastern fake country from the Giffen and Demetrius Justice League series
1: oh yeah and I think Suicide Squad too the John Ostrander
0: oh nice nice uh I think normally Jeff says what episode this is oh. it's episode 300 and something in the teens 318 maybe
1: yeah 19 I, I used to keep track of that and now I just Play it all on Jeff's shoulders. And so I had no idea. Yeah, well, usually three Usually it's Will.
0: And usually Will has sent us an email. But oh. tonight, because we don't have Jeff, and I think the emails all go to Jeff, <laughs> we didn't get any emails. I'll so, go to Jeff's address. Um, listen, I would like to tell everybody, I, I like to imagine that we're going to disappoint two people who listen to our podcast tonight. Um, <laughs> just because we're only talking about like seven comics probably. Because it, it was a fifth week. Nothing really came out. But I'd like our listeners to prove me wrong. I'd like to hear from as many people as possible. Jeff at the comicsplace.com, He'll be back next week. Send us a voicemail, send us an email and that's it. Signing off. I'm Django. I'm Roman. Have a good weekend. y'all. Do you think they bought it? Yeah. Yeah. That was, it'll work. All right. All right.
1: We can can make up an email. Yeah. Go for it. But do it in Will's voice. Oh, I can't imitate Will. How do I imitate Will? (laughs) Um, Hmm. I'm trying to hear his voice in my
0: head. You just you just talk like like you're you're the strongest man you know, the smartest man you know, the richest man with the largest (laughs) uh, diameter of his arm muscles. What are those ones called?
1: Um, arm arm um biceps with the bicycles, yeah, triceps, the
0: bice the biceps. Have you seen that guy's biceps? No. This is an audio podcast. I know Will was on last week. That was awesome, and it's it's unfortunate that this is just an audio podcast for our listeners because they would have seen probably the biggest biceps I've ever seen when uh, when Will was on. No offense, Roman.
1: Wow. No, I, I guess no. I guess I just I don't I don't look at his biceps when like when he was on the podcast or, or you know on the computer screen. I feel bashful. Yeah, and well, I don't, and I don't want to feel you know humiliated, so I, I avoid looking at them. Yeah, that's fair. I bet, I bet I can't do his voice, but I bet Will would be wondering, um, what would be Ted Lasso's favorite comic book character and why?
0: Superman, because he has hope and it's the dumbest answer, (laughs) the the worst choice. And I hate it, but if I saw Ted Lasso explain it, I would probably
1: love it. Well, that's a great answer. Yeah. Yeah. I I could hear him (laughs) explaining why (laughs) Superman is so wonderful. Yeah. Um, and then and then maybe if i could also imagine throwing in like a total curveball and say he loves intricate and the demon because he rhymes everything right and ted right. wants to get to that point of rhyming ability
0: yeah that's that's totally true i think beard's favorite superhero is probably um surprisingly uh, apollo would be my guess oh okay why is that it just seems like seems like the opposite of what you would expect from beard
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and i think that's what you expect from beard is the opposite <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> so would casey best love bizarro
0: oh maybe so yeah maybe so i think that's probably nate's nate
1: loves bizarro <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well roman that's a pretty good email from will thanks for sending it in will
1: yeah uh, we can always rely yeah. on you
0: yeah yeah you're a you're a fancy boy with a fancy <laughs> podcast about what is it about the ted last bros what did what are they the talking about last bros
1: um ted kennedy i think ted kennedy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 His, his legacy
0: his lasses yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh okay roman we got a lot of comics to talk about here more than i was actually thinking um and i'm afraid that i'm gonna say six comics and you're gonna not have read any of them and then you're gonna say six <laughs> comics and they're gonna be six comics that i didn't even know were being published because that's how deep you roll you you are as deep as the comics place
1: is thick cool <laughs>
0: Uh, what do you want to talk about first?
1: Um Well, God, I wonder if. Well, no, I'm going to save that one. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to do the money. The mo- yeah, I don't want to do the money shot like right right out of the gate. Building um, the tension. Roman amazing, the tensioner. Amazing Spider. I mean, I know we always talk about, but Amazing Spider Man twenty six. Man, Legacy that's so 920 weird, Roman that's I thought that that's
0: what you were talking about saving the tension for oh. this this wow. issue that we ordered like double on because we've been teased about this specific <laughs> issue for months yeah. and uh yeah yeah let's let's talk about it. Amazing Spider-Man 26 by Zeb Wells and John Romita Jr what uh what happened in this issue buddy
1: golly um one shall fall as the cover proclaims well they're uh wrapping up that kind of, or i don't know if it's wrapping up but that storyline with um i forget that being from this other realm where mary jane and peter got sucked into and then mary jane knocked peter out of the realm so he came back but she was stuck there and time flows differently so in the time she was stuck there she'd met another survivor and they fell in love they had kids um because years have gone by for her where peter's been a few hours
0: and they adopted fighting-
1: kids to be fair Oh yeah, they are right, right. They found yeah. the kid. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's right. Um, and now, and now they're fighting whatever this godlike creature is. Rabin? Raven, Raven, Rabin, Yeah, yeah. he's um, like a
0: mathematician
1: become a god, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fighting him. Um, and you know, the bit, there's a couple big things in this issue. Should, I, I, should we spoil? We're gonna spoil things, folks. Dude, the internet spoiled this issue. Oh, that's true. That's right. Like
0: right after we ordered it i think
1: (laughs) wow yeah that is true um well one of the things i don't think they spoiled maybe okay and they spoiled the death yeah but then there's a couple other thing to do with the kids they uh they they same thing that they did to scarlet witch's kids they do to these kids mary jane and the glasses guy
0: take them away
1: yep the kids are wiped out of existence that's it. So that's one problem resolved with Mary Jane's ties to this guy. <laughs> right. Oh, time for a
0: new number one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and of course, the other thing, the big, the big thing, they apparently killed Mary Jane, but it's not Mary Jane.
0: Yeah, it's Ms. Marvel acting like Mary Jane, which I thought was a really cool reveal. Like reading the comic, I knew that it was Ms. Marvel who was going to die. But what, reading it and watching MJ get stabbed because ms marvel looked like her i thought was a was a really effective panel i thought oh did they double did they double trick us and then of course it turns out that it was it was not mj which you know i guess they can't kill her and bring her back and my guess is that they have to get rid of the current kamala khan so they can reboot a number one issue and give her an origin and stuff when her movie comes out this this summer
1: yeah that's Um, what that's what i was thinking too and um logan and i were talking about it. logan was was quite upset by it but i'm trying to reassure him by by saying you know this is just a way to reboot ms marvel and they'll bring her back with her powers more in line with the powers she has on her tv show on her show and in yeah. the movies um but of course she'll be back i mean they're they, they can't kill her and leave her dead right before her movie
0: no no not a chance i thought this was a great issue um scott Hanna's inking it which is just helping John Romita Jr.'s weird art. Yeah. And um Marcio Menez and Eric Arseniga are Arkinga. <laughs> man, we need a pronunciation guide with these names. Um Marcio and Eric were the colorists. And man, this art really benefits from good colors. Um I I'm not upset that I haven't been reading this book until about five issues ago, but I can see that I've missed out on some just straight up silly superhero comic booking. Um,
1: really yeah, solid stuff. Yeah, the big uh, at one point there's a big uh, Quetzalcoatl dragon rampaging through New York, through yeah. Central Park, and it looks pretty cool,
0: <laughs> dude. It's yeah, it's like everything that you really want from Spider-Man, which is one part soap opera, one part superhero one part new york being destroyed and mary jane um, yeah yeah i thought i thought it was really really well done and i'm kind of looking forward to what happens next i just jumped onto this because i heard that there was going to be a huge issue 26 so i've been reading it since about number 20 or 21 and uh i'm i think i'm curious enough to stay on yeah no yeah. Yeah, oh, it's had some of my good. favorite favorite issues of of various weeks lately. So, um, well well done, Zeb Wells and
1: team. Yeah, well, good. They did their job then. That's um, right. Oh, on the last page, I didn't notice. There's a down on the at the on the ground. There's a little spider symbol and a little Ms. Marvel lightning bolt symbol. That's nice.
0: Aw. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, classic comics.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it seemed the art in this one's bet is better than the previous issue too, I thought. Though I still was kind of like, boy, this looks doesn't look like Kamala Khan and either her show or her previous comic book series. <laughs> so I that mean, keeps that draws me out out a little bit when she's yeah. been in here.
0: I think with uh with John Romita, you just kind of have to let him make people grotesque and weird and <laughs> learn to love it because his his art is so stylized at this point. Um yeah. Yeah. There's like a floating ear on one of the pages on Peter and <laughs> like sometimes pretty people just look like they fell down and hit every branch of the ugly tree. And yeah, he's, he's a super interesting artist to me. And I, I'm glad that we're getting something that I can stomach cause there, there were some things that he was doing that I did not like, but like that, ba- all-star Batman, I had a really hard time mm, appreciating yeah. that art. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Roman, what do you think this one deserves? Like on a scale you know, of 1 to 10 or so.
1: 1 to 10 or so. Well, I like this one more than some of the previous issues. I'm glad they are finally explained what was going on with the different timey-wimey stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and why I, everybody hates
0: Pete. Yeah,
1: yeah. I give this uh, a 7.5. Nice.
0: I will give it an 8.5. I, I probably would have given it a 7.5 if I didn't think that even having the spoiler, we had some good drama there. You know, yeah, even knowing who was going to die, I wasn't sure that i had heard right
1: oh, okay good good point i'd seen somewhere i saw the actual panel online of so. mary jane being killed yeah yeah but then the explanation that it was Miss marvel in text right right so, so yeah
0: well look roman i know there's another comic that we both read um, it's called the rocketeer the rocketeer one shot oh yeah based on that disney movie yeah you remember that movie oh yeah with, with uh, betty,
1: betty page yeah and treat williams who was that no not treat williams
0: <laughs> no it's it's uh it's not weirdo treat williams though he was in the titanic <laughs> yeah wasn't he
1: yeah yeah i think he was didn't he play a jerk
0: <laughs> the titanic doesn't he? Did, was he the 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 uh phantom
1: zane billy zane that was billy zane oh yeah we're confusing billy zane and treat williams <laughs> billy
0: zane is treat williams nice yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so this is The Rocketeer by Danny Bilson, Paul DeMio, Kevin Mao, and Robert Windham, and Craig Sirmac, with uh a little bit of Adam Hughes and Jay Lee in there. And there are some awesome drawings in this, which, you know, when it comes right down to it, that's all I really need from a Rocketeer comic. Um they're never very good, but they're often good enough. And this had uh it's had like a, an Indiana Jones kind of character who I think is maybe a bad guy. And it had uh, like a short little backup that is not super engaging writing wise, but it's illustrated by Jay Lee and it's just gorgeous. And, you know, I don't think that there's a character that has a better costume or gun or jetpack or helmet or pair of pants or pretty <laughs> girlfriend or stubbly face or like every everything about the rocketeers look and and cast appeals to me
1: yeah even even his rocket pack looks really cool and it's got a great color scheme yep and he's got
0: that that like flight flight suit uh with all the buttons on the front
1: yeah yeah the um i don't know i forget what they call that style it's kind of the original the original shazam captain marvel has kind of the same tunic or whatever you call it yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. yeah, this was a fun issue. I mean, and yeah, none of the stories are great, but there's enough in each one that's cool. Like, the first story is about Amelia Earhart, and that's cool, because she was just awesome. Um, and yeah, the second story with the Indiana Jones, which I didn't clue in it was Indiana Jones, at least not... I mean, he doesn't look like Harrison Ford, but it's supposed to be Indy. this guest lecture on archaeology. Yeah, but he's a bad guy. Is he a bad guy? Didn't he Didn't he steal the thing at the end? Yeah. Um, or did he return it? The writing is not great, Roman. No, it's not great. Um, no, he helps stop the guys that are with the guns are trying to rob things, and he picks up he picks up whatever the idol, the object is. But then at the last page of that story, he's talking to Betty and they everything's fine.
0: Yeah, but we don't see where the thing went.
1: Yeah, we don't. The cops take away the bad guys. Yeah, we don't.
0: It's of unclear. Course,
1: yeah. And of course, and it... this is the days when archaeologists and maybe even Indy were always taking things for their museums without maybe necessarily going <laughs> you watch your dirty mouth about Indiana Jones Roman he can do whatever he wants he's perfect I mean in Raiders those people you know the indigenous people they just leave their crap alone <laughs> leave it in they the cage. they shouldn't leave their shit out for people <laughs> to just take they
0: should surround it with booby traps or, oh wait a minute <laughs> um I had a hard time with the very first story it was probably oh, Amelia Earhart Yeah, just the first two panels. The first panel says San Pedro, California, December nineteen thirty eight, and it's like a wide shot of a boat. And then the very next panel says, "Meanwhile, at Chaplin Field." I was like, "What? (laughs) Meanwhile? Meanwhile, from what? What's the while? What's going Um, on? Why is the first panel important?"
1: uh, Because because Cliff is getting off that boat. Apparently, and there's a little inset panel of his face, so I assumed he was getting off the boat or getting on the boat
0: i hate it (laughs) roman it's it's such like meanwhile i didn't if we just watched some action or something (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) that was action-packed watching that liner like pull in and dock see the guys put the lines out (laughs) yeah yeah um and i didn't understand the next two panels kind of threw me because i was like so we got a postcard why is betty so mad (laughs) well because he got a postcard from a lady named amelia could be his grandmother i don't know i didn't didn't feel like that was very well explained until until the next page yeah um though and it cracked me up that betty's like apparently gonna start slamming her supposed friends with a frying pan because she's so mad about this postcard yeah
0: yeah i really liked i like the art in that one and i'm kind of a sucker for amelia Earhart stories too i really like her god damn it i really like her outfit roman I just like the way these people dress. All these browns and leather and pants that have the big old darts on the side.
1: Yeah, the old-fashioned flight helmets, the, the jodhpurs. I think that's a yep, pants. That is a jodhpur. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, well, I would give this a seven. And I would say if you like the Rocketeer, you should just read all the Rocketeer comics. If you don't care yeah. about the Rocketeer, stay far away. Because I, <laughs> I don't think they're great comics. But I think that they're a lot of fun to read and, and visually always a blast.
1: Yeah. I totally agree. There's, um, yeah, if you're not in the Rocketeer, there's no reason for you to pick this up. But, but there, yeah, vision, the art in the first story, I like the best. Well, no, the Jay Lee art, I like the best. And then the art in the first story. Um, and of course, the pinups are great. There's a great write up of Dave Stevens in the back, who had an amazing career. Um, he got to do a lot of things, a lot of art, even great comic artists don't get to do. Yeah. Yeah. Did I give this a score yet? I don't know. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm just oh. uh, kind of sitting here waiting.
1: Uh, what did you give it? I gave it a seven. I'd agree with that. Yeah. It was fun. It's got a great cover. Dave Stevens cover. Sevens
0: all around. Mine is an Adam Hughes cover. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Huh. Yeah, I've got this cover.
0: That's Adam Hughes, buddy.
1: It is? It says Dave Stevens. Oh, wait. It said that's Dave part Stevens of the, the title. Rocketeer, yeah. I thought that was the signature. Oh, well, there's a- the uh, AH yeah. down at the bottom. Yeah. yeah, there's the AH. Never mind. Hey, did you read <laughs> Catfight?
0: Number one.
1: <clears throat> how, how, I don't know how I managed to miss a comic called Catfight. I don't know either. And I don't know <laughs> how you managed to miss a
0: comic by uh, Andrew Wheeler, who's the same person that wrote uh, Sins of the Black Flamingo.
1: Oh, like that.
0: um Yeah. And art by Ilias Kriazis. Ilias
1: Kriak. I-, 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 I-,
0: I-, 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 I was just having a hard time with these <laughs> letters and numbers
1: today, Roman. Just just say Ilya Karyakin because he's like the stand in for all Russians.
0: Ilian Karyakin. That's rude to the to the artist though. Maybe almost as rude as me not being able to say
1: their name. I just wanted to get a man from Uncle Reference in.
0: That's pretty good. I'm sure our <laughs> our two listeners in Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> we had three, but then they found out Jeff's not here.
1: Yeah, like, oh, Jeff's not <laughs> on. Forget <laughs> this. <laughs> I'll listen to this later.
0: Uh, this is kind of like *The Sins of the Black Flamingo*. This follows a character who is a thief, and he's uh, stealing jewels and running away from the cops and going to fancy parties. And um, he's he's being tracked down by a bunch of people. He owes a bunch of people money, and he's like going through these really cool, like, subterranean uh, sewer lines with giant statues in them. And it just feels like the the great parts of like rich people and Mission Impossible and james bond you know like you go to those james bond parties and and of course their sewers have giant statues in them like even their sewers are rich right um and he gets uh sort of kidnapped and taken to his grandmother's house and she used to be a thief a long time ago and this mysterious person on the phone blows up her house and kills her and tells him that he's gotta he's gotta do a thing and uh you know i really liked sins of the black flamingo um i liked it more before it got kind of mythical. Like I like just the heisty part. Um, and I read the whole series and I enjoyed it, but I wasn't there for like the, the mythical story of the dude falling in love with the angel and, you know, being kind of a weird, abusive shithead to the angel. Like I, I was there for the, the heists and this did a really good job. I, I didn't like the art quite as much as sins of the black flamingo, but, um, I, I would recommend this book to somebody who likes heist movies or heist comics. And yeah, I, I think you should read it, Roman.
1: Cool. All right. I'll add it to the list. I liked, I felt the same about, um, sins of black flamingo. I, I the, the mystical stuff. Okay. Whatever. But yeah, I was really just wanting a, you know, once you're in that first issue, you just want like a, a queer fabulous heist story.
0: Yeah, that was, I, I loved how he used like his fabulous fashion to dazzle cameras and you yeah. know like didn't he in the first issue didn't he dress up in some outlandish way so that he could stand in a in a museum with these mannequins that, like the museum was showing off some crazy fashion thing and he just stood there with really still in some wacky outfit that he could convert into a thieving outfit after the museum closed or something
1: yeah yeah i think it somehow like <clears throat> deflected camera views and everything and, yeah yeah, yeah.
0: And, and you know the mythical stuff was fine but but the other stuff was more fun. Yeah, uh, I'd give that one a seven point five for Cat Fight. Cat Fight, okay. Sh- Heck, did we ever score *Sins of the Black Flamingo*, Roman? Oh, geez. probably, but I have no idea what I gave it overall. Well, let's oh. just pretend. Well, how does it feel to you? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the trade paperback a rating from both of us. Oh, okay,
1: okay. Um, man, it was so close to an eight, but probably a seven point five.
0: That's exactly what I was thinking too. Um, I, I think it might have been an eight if it had if it had just been a, a little weirder throughout um, but great beginning and, and real solid, solid follow through. And I'll bet that people who like angels and mythical things hmm. uh, more than I do would give this an eight and a half instead of a seven and a half.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I bet. So I, I, I think I've just seen enough of that kind of angel stuff and from, you know, Garth Ennis and Neil Gaiman and, you know, Graham Morrison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Roman. I don't want you to pick the comic that you're sitting on and waiting for so that we have something exciting at the end. Um, I don't even know what it is for the record, but can you pick a comic and talk about it? I only read three other books this week. Oh, okay. Are you laughing at me? How many oh. did you read? I think we only got six books this, this week.
1: <laughs> oh, he's counting. I've, I've read eight. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, not that much more. Um, sure. I can't. Well. Do I have much to say about in time number three? Yeah,
0: buddy. Tell us about uh, it. i me grab it so I can flip through it while you talk about it.
1: Steve Scrochy and uh, Brian Valenza. Is it Scroch Um, I
0: heard directly from him that he really hates to be called one of those, but he wouldn't tell me which one.
1: Oh, damn. Well, anyway, by our buddy, Steve, um, in this issue, it's, it's the thing of Dr. Strange having an adventure, um, and still hosted by this uh, rogue watcher, who I think is a pretty interesting character because he's all laden with weapons and stuff. Battle scarred and yeah. yeah very unwatcher like.
0: Yeah, dude. The, the scar that goes all the way diagonally across his face is great. <laughs> yeah. And I'll bet Steve Scrooge could tell us what caused that scar. I'll bet it was like Galactus's boot or something like
1: that, <laughs> you know? Oh, that'd be awesome. I hope this character comes back. Um, well, this is, this is just a fun series. I mean, the art is awesome. Um, there's a big weird dragon monster that invades their dinner party and then Doctor Strange shows up and they're going to be um, trying to find this ring that was stolen the last issue by um by this dark wizard, Mechron. And I forget why, but they have to get this ring back um, or this incel lame bad guy is going to be able to take over the mystic arts or something. Um <laughs> Uh, and it's just another fun story I mean the artwork is amazing Um, and my favorite thing in this issue speaking of the art is I'm assuming for the first time ever since most of the thing's career he's been uh, limited by the comics code in this issue we get a butt shot of the thing in his bedroom with Alicia (laughs) and he's just taking a shower and we get to see his uh, cranky rocky ass Dude,
0: I I brought this home. Oh, there it is. That is that is an ass. Yep. <laughs> I brought this home to read, and it is so gorgeous, Roman.
1: It really is. I mean, like, I mean,
0: God, the the shot of of Stephen Strange on the ground, all messed up. It's it's so gross. I love this guy.
1: Trying to find that one. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it it oh yeah yeah it's funny that the um the art is so good just the visual storytelling i kind of i kind of forget what the plot is because <laughs> it's it, just so much fun following the art it doesn't
0: it doesn't matter like the two-page spread of the two wizards and the this is like what i thought i was reading when i was reading uh like tintin or something you know hmm. like that that level of detail and awareness of the location it almost feels like the the amount of thought that went into uh jeff darrow's stuff or not not jeff darrow um uh gibbons for watchmen where like if if something happens in here if if one rock gets moved that rock stays moved until the story's over you know if you went back there in the next issue uh you would see the same exact carnage that that happened before oh, it 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 kind of makes me miss um oh what was his name fisher uh was it...
1: oh um was it jeff fisher God, no why did the, i get the, us into this situation the, 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 the guy that did that green lantern will world star. yeah will yeah. world and the, and he died Mac He died
0: Mac- after just doing a couple of comic seth fisher seth fisher um just kind of the detail You know he's he's in that same school as uh burnham and quietly and jeff darrow and seth fisher and just like all of our favorite artists have this really intricate thoughtful style where either they can just probably whip this stuff out really fast or they smoke weed and take a whole three days to draw one panel (laughs) i can see either of those being true yeah uh okay roman so what we like to do on this podcast i know this is your first time Uh, We like to score these from 1 to ten. Eight, eight, 8. An 8 for clobbering time number 3. Just flipping through it, I would give it at least an 8. Maybe even more. Um, Not just for the ass. Not just for the ass, Roman.
1: (laughs) So that's a moment in comics history. This this (laughs) issue should go up in price just for that.
0: Roman, there are a couple of comics that I'm reading faithfully every single time they come out. And I feel alone. And in the last week, I worked at the store more than usual, and I've rung up our subscribers to them, and we've talked about how awesome these comics are, and how not enough people are reading them. One of them Mm -hmm. came out two weeks ago, or two weeks ago, I think. It was uh, Time Before Time. Oh yeah, you're not reading that, right? I'm not. You read the first.
1: Yeah, I read the first one. It's excellent.
0: And another one came out this week. It's Local Man. And I think we should um, have 30 subscribers to local man. I'll bet we have three.
1: We should. We should. And, and did we sell out of that? I don't know. Like I, image
0: I've... image comics. We've ordered pretty low lately because they yeah. don't seem to gain traction. So if they don't sell pretty quick, we we start cutting.
1: Yeah. See, I'm, I've been reading local man, but I didn't get a copy this week. I oh. don't know. I, I don't know what happened.
0: Uh, Well, we'll have to fix that, Roman. Yeah, we've got yeah. zero on the shelf. I've got one you can borrow. Okay, because yeah, um, that is,
1: that's a great title, and I have read all the issues up to this point.
0: Okay, well, I don't want to spoil too much for you, but uh, go ahead. Well, I'm not going to spoil too much for you, but this <laughs> this issue this issue f- gets us to kind of a confrontation with the the guy that's been messing with our hero, the local man, and um, gets us some nice little character development with the cop who's been his foil throughout the thing. Um, there's some fun stuff with a dog you can almost there's the the, clearly the arc of the covenant is in this issue (laughs) Um, and then the on the flip side what they've been doing with this series is showing uh, like Rob Liefeld style art and pretending that it's an like a flashback to the adventures of these heroes and it's just really funny and really I don't know like I guess it's all couched in really funny stories and absurd situations, but like this one's fucking dark. It ends (laughs) in a super dark way. And you learn more about why the superhero team has kicked this guy out of the team and won't let him even use a garbage can lid as a shield, um, because they own him and a shield, uh, together. Um, yeah, I, I'm really impressed. I'm looking forward to the trade paperback coming out. And I hope, I think that's still available from Diamond. I hope that people start asking us for Local Man because it's a solid dang comic. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's a, Yeah, it's a solid superhero comic and dramatic story, but it's also it's also satirical and it's a nice balance.
0: Yeah, and it's written by Tim Seeley uh, with art by Tony Fleeces, Fleeks. Um, and then the the third gen art, Tim Seeley actually drawing the flip side yeah. with the, like, feels like gen 13 or yeah. young, young blood art. Um, yeah, it's super fun and, and they don't care that it looks like all these other superheroes. Like this is clearly basically cable versus Hawkeye, you know, yeah. um, kind of like it felt like the image guys didn't really care back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this book an eight, the book itself probably doesn't deserve an eight but everything uh, leading up to this does and i was actually surprised by the twist in the second half of the book so huh. um i'm sorry everybody we don't have any but if you ask at the shop we'll make sure you can read it
1: yeah just signed up for it
0: roman we're, we're running low i only have two more comics that i read did you uh what, what else do you want to talk about it doesn't have to be something i read even
1: well i read one of those um well I read the salvage she newt number three. Ooh, by that, local creator Ken Albury. Yes, local Bellingham creator. Yeah. And um it was another fun issue. And it's fun seeing his um Ken's Ken's comic creating chops improve, how see how it mm-hmm. progresses every issue.
0: Yeah, his art in those has gotten drastically better with each issue. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm really impressed with, with what he's with the art that he's putting out, I have to admit, I have not read them yet. Uh, and that's because I'm a bad friend and a bad <laughs> store owner and a bad fan. Um, but I think it looks gorgeous. And I actually, uh, I think, sold two separate people on it on Wednesday. Oh, cool. Um, somebody who was from out of town and somebody who was in the store for the first time, they picked up a whole bunch of copies. So it was pretty neat.
1: Good. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun. And I just, I just still love the basic premise that, you know, superhero character and she's based on a newt. I mean,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy. With lots of homages to Savage Dragon. Is he still do, leaning hard into the Savage Dragon um, homage in the third
1: issue? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not. Well, I was going to say maybe not as heavily, but yeah, there is. I mean, I mean, just flipping through it. Yeah. Well, that's definitely an Eric Larson style panel. Yeah. And, and it's fun.
0: Issue, she moves to Bellingham, right? Um, that's, I think that's next.
1: Yeah. Well, at the very last page and next issue, she'll be in Bellingham. See, I thought she was in Bellingham already all the time. Okay. Um, I didn't realize. And there is a, a, a letter in the back. That's from a, from a, one of our local, another one of our locals. Oh, nice. Who, who wrote a letter? Oh, I don't, I don't want to spoil it. You son of a B. <laughs> yeah. To look when you're in is the shot. Roman Statler. uh, Could be.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So uh, salvage she newt number three. What do you give that three? Oh, we we like to say Schley around here.
1: Schley, you know, it's just so much fun reading, reading a vocal creator stuff. I'm going to give it an eight.
0: An eight? The Ocho. Do, 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 do. Did you dock it at all for not having a barcode or is that just a Django thing?
1: I actually didn't even notice. Apparently I, I didn't have to sell any of these this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh Roman, did you read World Tree number two? Yeah. I, I still have to read number one. So they're sitting on okay. my sitting on the couch right now. <laughs> that one's had a weird release yeah. rhythm with the the first issue being
0: misprinted and yeah, it's it's been super screwy. So I wouldn't blame anybody for not having read it. But I'm really enjoying it. I don't totally know what's happening. Uh, I think Braden and I were talking about whether or not a character was the same character from previous issue and I wasn't sure but I think it is and the yeah it's 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 a much more brutal comic than I think we've seen from James Tynion the fourth uh Jimmy T.I.V. if you will uh the characters talk ruder and there's a naked woman on almost every single page i can't believe you haven't read this yet there's a naked <laughs> woman on almost every single page roman
1: i've got one and two right in the other room i'll bet you do i'll, I'll read them tonight or tomorrow masturbatorium um <laughs> yeah it's 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 gross
0: and and ooky and that's <laughs> just like the masturbatorium. <laughs> <laughs> oh no why did i say that out loud <laughs> i think if you like horror if you like grown-up things if you like if, if you don't mind characters saying really gross stuff, uh, <laughs> just, yeah, there, there's a character that you're supposed to like, and he's, he's not a real cool guy. Uh, but I, I like this comic quite a bit. Uh, I'm gonna give it an eight. I'm gonna give it an 8 yeah, You It's got me again, Jimmy Tiv. <laughs> that bastard. Hold on. I have to log this W zero R L D T R three, three with no spaces. Okay. I think I searched it successfully. Oh man. You know what? I should, I should dock him seven points for making a title that's mixed letters and numbers and impossible to search anywhere, <laughs> but I'm not going to, I'm going to keep it in an eight.
1: Ah, you're a generous man. I know. <laughs> so generous. Um, what do you, I got, read, you know, I read DC pride. Number one, DC pride, 2023. Number one, a big honking anthology comic stories which you know like a lot of mythologies there's some the good stuff and the weak stuff um and there's a grant morrison story that kicks off the issue
0: yeah it opens with like an eight or nine page grant morrison book right
1: yeah which is i in the multiversity universe i'd like to know what jeff thought of this story i mean it was it was crazy and weird like morrison tends to be and i'm i'm not sure i really understood it all Mm -hmm. but i liked it um and the art is by uh Oh, Hayden Sherman, who I'm not familiar with, but
0: Roman, we talk about Hayden Sherman every single week.
1: Oh, that Hayden Sherman. Okay, he
0: drew he drew <laughs> the the Wildfire, the Dark Spaces Wildfire book. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, he like him and uh the guy who draws Rota Bones mm, okay. are like two guys that we talk about all the time, and their their art changes quite a bit. Um, it does. He, this yeah, okay. Hayden Sherman did Chicken
1: Devils. Don't you remember Chicken Devils? <laughs> I. Vaguely remember that was the title, um, but yeah, actually looking at this, I wouldn't have guessed. I could kind of see it in the faces, I think, uh, but I wouldn't have guessed uh, if you hadn't told me. I would never have guessed it was the same artist from from that Fire Crew book.
0: Yeah, wow. yeah, he's he's super versatile, and I he's quickly becoming one of my very favorite artists. The stuff he yeah. did in Chicken Devil was like it it had kind of a oh like. A kyle baker vibe to me where people's mouths could be the size of their entire head and but it looked realistic still
1: okay see and in this story his i would put this kind of in the um um good lord brain fart uh uh frank quietly quickly quietly quietly yeah. um jeff darrow kind of realm because he's got um, all the
0: hairs on everything right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and the paneling
1: is really cool in it too kind of noticing that on the second glance mm-hmm yeah and uh, that might be the that story, the Midnighter and Apollo story, and the John Kent Superman and Const- Constantine story are the standouts for me in this in this issue. There's a bunch of other stories, too. Um, but I thought those were the strong ones. Oh, and the Connor Hawk and Robin story. That's pretty good. Um, I think there was a lot of great messaging in this. I've, some of the stories I kind of thought, well it's more message than story. Some mm-hmm. of them felt like they were, they had a message they wanted to get across and they kind of made a story outline around the message, but, uh, didn't quite really, <laughs> the story didn't gel didn't for stick me. Stick the story landing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but overall glad this exists. The art on the, um, midnight or Apollo story was, I like that one a lot too. It's by, um, oh, Don Ig- Ig- Gil, hmm. hmm. which, which I'm not familiar with, but written my draw uh, truly trio.
0: You know, I was in I was in a meeting talking about data and categorization of comic books the other day because I'm I'm part of this this data reconfiguration conversation, and we were looking at the BISAC categories, which is what prose books use to to categorize their books. And they have they some some things are a little bit weird, like they have manga as a category rather than a format, right? Like yeah. is it a category? Is it a format? Like, how, where, where does that stuff really start to to make sense? But we were having a conversation about how if you're limited to using three separate categories, and one of them is LGBTQ, not everything that you would want to shelve in a queer section should be categorized as a queer book, right? Like, you could have a gay character in a horror comic and want to know that that's got a prominent gay character, but it doesn't have to be a story about being gay. Right. Yeah. So like, I, 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 sometimes think that the, the, the pride month books and like so, a lot of times when I read one of those anthologies, like you were saying, some of them feel like they try to make whatever that subject is for the anthology the thrust, like the whole thing about the 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 story that they're telling has to be about this instead of containing this. Yeah, and and like you know, I'm a tall white American dude, but there aren't uh, there aren't anthology stories specifically made for that demographic, other than all everything but (laughs) it feels to me like the stuff that has the highest chance of um changing people's minds or you know kind of sneaking past people's uh homophobic or racist defenses is stuff that isn't about the thing but includes the thing in in kind of a nonchalant way and just lets that be part of the world yeah Um, Yeah. and it sounds like they did that with some of these yeah
1: like definitely for example maybe my favorite story and it is uh by Christopher Cantwell, who's you know one of our favorite comic book awesome writers. Writer. And it's the um Superman John Kent and uh John Constantine story. And yeah, and, and John's um John's bisexuality is it's it's not a story point, but it is it has a metaphorical meaning mm-hmm. in here. But mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be a good story for somebody that might be a little adverse to that kind of stuff. Um but you know, it's Superman and Constantine. So who doesn't yeah. like them?
0: Man, that character's sexuality has had a funny arc because it's been a long time since I read the early um, Hellblazer stories. But I feel like I feel like that was included early on. But it mm, almost yeah. felt like a middle finger to the establishment rather than something that was pulling at his loins. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, he just wanted to be a disruptive, weird asshole. And that's not where the current John Constantine seems to be. But but i i really like that you know like that has stayed the same but very different
1: throughout his stories yeah yeah it's had a, it's had a nice evolution the wrong word but nice different portrayals yeah 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 oh and, and in the back i want just want to brief mention there's a tribute to uh rachel Pollock, the the novelist and comic book writer
0: yeah who um, took over for graham morrison after doom patrol right
1: yeah. Yeah. Right after Doom Patrol. And this, you know, it's a lot of other comp creators just uh, talking about what she meant to them. She had died mm-hmm. of cancer. Um, she was an editor too, right? Yeah. right. Yeah. She, yeah. she started, she did editing and, and she published at least one book on like a seminal book. It says here on uh, the tarot. So she oh. was a tarot expert apparently.
0: Nice.
1: And this, I regret, I want to go back. I've never read her run on Doom Patrol. because I think after, I didn't even read all of Morrison's because at the time, you know, I was getting comic books from grocery stores and corner markets. So you you're
0: know. probably worn out trying to figure out what the fuck was going on.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so I missed a bunch of issues and then Morrison left. And I think I read a, like the first issue of Rachel's run and didn't grab me, but you know, I was a teenager. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like her run was kind of a bub, at least my, my dumb small, white teenage farm kid head. Um, but <laughs> farm kid yeah but uh and and it has panels in here from her run on doom patrol and yeah this really made me want to read her entire run who illustrated that was that richard case um does it say in here i think that name sounds familiar i think it was richard Case. yeah yeah there was recently <clears throat> it doesn't say when i recently sometime within some with i guess that means within the last three years an omnibus edition of her doom patrol run
0: yeah it came out pretty was it just hers or was it everybody's? No, just hers. Okay. I, so I hesitate to say this, but I think that it's, I think it's probably on brand for the completely fake persona that I've established for this show. Um I almost started crying while I was taking a shit because I got to her tribute page, just a single page of the Doom Patrol walking off into the sunset hmm. at the end of a DC book Oh yeah. this week. And I don't know who she is. I never read those Doom Patrols, but just, just like... Realizing that that she had all these friends like I've seen all these tributes on Facebook and stuff this week and last week talking about what she meant to them and and how important she was to the industry. And I don't know. There's just something about that
1: picture that that
0: got me crying and pooping.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing picture. A nice quote. Best part
0: of this audio podcast, Roman, is that whatever is happening with your mic, I saw you laugh, but it completely cut that laugh out. So nobody knows that I told a poop joke and you laughed. They think that you didn't laugh at all, which is uh, pretty, pretty nice. Well, uh, what, um, do you, what do you give this book?
1: Well, Andrew, you can you can edit that back in, you know, by my lap. <laughs> Perfect. 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 Yeah, great. Put a um, nose whistle in there while you're at it, would you? <laughs> um, okay, boy. Boy, I like the fact it exists more than I think I like the story. Except for it made me want to read Rachel Pollock's. book. I'll give it an eight. An eight. The The overall package, I'll give it an eight. We're
0: doing pretty good on these books, Roman. We are. We like comics. We love comics. We want to marry comics. (laughs) Hey, do you want to talk about what I think is maybe the book that you put aside at the very beginning? Sure. Am I right? Is it Punisher number 12?
1: It is. It's Punisher number 12. Good night, pun pun. Yep, good night, pun pun. Oh. So this brings pun, us pun. to the
0: end of the Jason Aaron, uh Jesus Saez, and Paul Assizetta story. And I think they stuck the landing, Roman.
1: Oh yeah. Boy, boy did they.
0: Except maybe this... with the, the the after credits shots. I don't know about that, but we'll we'll get there.
1: Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> um yeah, this was an amazing conclusion to this series. And, you know, I and of course they won't because, you know, Punisher is one of their always saleable products. But I I wish this I wish they would never publish another Punisher comic unless it's like a flashback untold story or something. Right. Because this is a great ending for the Punisher. I wish we could just leave it here.
0: Yeah, it really is. And that was kind of my problem with the with the post credit sequence there. Yeah, we 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 get the Punisher. um first he has a confrontation with the the woman who's been messing with him the whole time and then our little um not the avengers definitely not the avengers we aren't <laughs> the avengers team breaks in and brings him to an, un, an undisclosed location and he has uh like conversations with doctor strange and with wolverine the wolverine one's hilarious with black widow and and uh with who's the last one he talks with to? moon knight yeah with moon knight and his wife right is that- yeah 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 and uh it just like he's he's gone at the end it's just great like all these interactions are great the flashbacks are pretty good we get a we get a special appearance of polly walnuts from uh the sopranos in the prison <laughs> scene um,
1: oh you're right i didn't i didn't get that but yeah you're right
0: <laughs> but, yeah the art is amazing
1: I, yeah, the, yeah, the conversations were all good, especially, I especially like Moon Knight's cause, because Moon Knight is a, is a emotionally messed up character. He gets it. He understands that there's something beyond, you know, the underneath, before the trauma of war and before the trauma of losing his family mm-hmm. that was in Frank Castle to start him on this path. Yeah. Yeah, and I really like that insight that he has. And then, yeah. he com- and then the conversation with his wife is it felt so it felt so real and and harsh for frank but you know good for her
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. who was the kid that she talks to at the end the priestess
1: let me get to that page
0: i don't it might just be a kid that we don't know he's like a kid in a jail cell and she's like hey you killed your parents today good job hurting a bunch of cops when they came to
1: get you oh that's that's just that's just some random you know new person they that she can put her influence into
0: just another violent kid.
1: Yeah, you know, the Evan Peters kid.
0: <laughs> and then, like, Punisher's got a baby.
1: Yeah, that that was a big surprise. too. I was like, what? So she's pregnant again with Frank's kid or kids? Yeah. Gosh. So it did kind of bother me. I was like, who drives around with two big duffel bags of cash with them just like unzipped on the seat next to her? You would zip those up. <laughs> I would zip those up. But yeah, cinematically they needed to show the pregnancy test.
0: <laughs> yeah, and she peed on that pregnancy test, so it's just like knocking around there on top of the money, getting, making Ew. money.
1: Yeah, filthy money's already dirty. <laughs>
0: um, okay, so then the the post post credit sequence just basically has Punisher walking through Weird World or something, right?
1: Yeah, and yeah. I did like because Doctor Strange made a reference to Weird Weird World earlier, mm-hmm. and I thought that that made me laugh. Um, And the fact Frank ends up there. I was like, okay, well, that's cute.
0: Yeah, we can't really get rid of characters, but
1: yeah. And it's an okay. I mean, he's you know, he's no longer driven to war, so he's actually doing something potentially redemptive trying to help these kids, but sure, that'll last. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would have been fine with just ending the issue with Jason Aaron's really nice write-up his final page. Yeah. And I mean, because that was just that was great.
0: This is this is a wonderful Punisher story. I don't think that it usurps my appreciation for the Jason Aaron's Punisher Max or the uh long, 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 long Garth Ennis run that we got a few years ago. Like that was, that was an amazing series. Yeah. Um, But this is the best Punisher that's come out in a long time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it stands with those series. And I, and it's nice that, cause Jason, Jason Aaron did a uh, Punisher born, didn't he?
0: No. No, nope, oh. that was uh, Garth Ennis.
1: Oh, well, dang. Yeah. I thought Jason Aaron did a Punisher, like Frank Castle in Vietnam story.
0: He may have huh. had some flashbacks in Punisher Max, uh, which is like criminally un- unprinted right now.
1: Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, well, it's nice that Jason Aaron got to um, kind of wrap up years later, wrap up his overarching Punisher storylines. Yeah. 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 I give this, I give this one a 10.
0: Nice. I give it a nine, and I think I think this is what we'll hand people when they come in asking for a good Punisher story.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love Yeah, I love the fact that if we could have just ended in there, because I like. I mean, I wish Marvel had. They all. They almost did it. They almost did it because I forget who Moon Knight maybe calls him. Um, this line impressed me, though. At the same time, I was like, oh, I wish they had just took it, taken it one more step. Um, yeah, Moon Knight says you're officially the longest running mass mass killer in human history. I was like, oh, just call him a serial killer. Yeah, because because you know, not that they'll probably ever read it, but the guys that like worship the Punisher and the Skull and cr- the Skull and think it's all macho, she's like, yeah, point out, no, he's a serial killer.
0: Oh, they're never gonna read this. He's not, not a hero. <laughs> they're never gonna read this. Punisher's yeah. a weak little soy boy cuckold <laughs> or some shit.
1: Yeah, um, probably.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, they're probably mad that they changed his logo.
1: Oh, I'm sure they are. <laughs> yeah.
0: The thing, the the interview with Wolverine where he just pisses Logan off, I thought was pretty great.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was great. Pointing out, you know, how, we're not that different. <laughs> Wolverine just throws him across the room.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alright, so a 9 from me, a 10 from you, and that, I think that brings us to the end, right? I guess so. You yeah. Do you um, have something else that you're burning to talk
1: about? Oh, no, not really. Uh, I like the Alex Ross cover on Doctor Strange number three. Yeah, that was a cool <laughs> cover. I almost put that up as cover of the week. Even Drew, like the little bat demon, the uh, Morrison's bat demon from Batman is is kind of in there in Doctor Strange's tunic. Barbados. Barbados, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: do I have to tell people to email us again? I feel like we did that earlier. Yeah, so no, an but, email.
1: Yeah, it doesn't hurt you, to remind them.
0: You him. made it this far. Uh, stop what you're doing right now, unless all you're doing is listening to the podcast. Get on your phone and write an email to jeff at thecomicsplace.com. Uh, even better, send us a voicemail or a voice memo. You can record that on your phone, attach it to the email, send it to Jeff. He'll play it. We'll listen to it. We'll comment on it. We'll love it. Um, keep reading your comics. Oh, is that,
1: um, they, how the they, fuck
0: we end this show? I'm always tuned out by now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah how do we end it? Um... Uh, keep watching the spies, yeah. Keep, keep, keep. Uh, well, yeah, something about thighs. I'm Django. Keep watching disguise. Oh, that makes me think of um, man from uncle again. Jeez, because wasn't Ilya Karyakin the the disguise expert, or was that solo?
0: I think you're thinking of uh, face.
1: Oh, from 18, Dirk, Dirk Benedict. Yeah. yeah, um, I'm Dirk Benedict, and keep watching disguise. These guys, yeah, these guys. those guys all the guys
0: i don't know how to stop the video roman i'm so bad at this (laughs) so